Hello everyone and welcome to episode 46 of the Sports Overlord podcast and today I'm delighted to be joined by Combate Global Fighter Dee Bagley. Welcome on Dee. Thanks Mary, thanks for having me on. No bother. So I suppose we'll start off like where did you stumble upon MMA? Um, so I've been like kickboxing since I was quite young. Um, so MMA then, my introduction there would have been, I was boxing in UCC and uh, Aaron Maguire was the captain of the boxing club and he'd been saying it to me to come up. He was running his own gym up in MMA Cork and eventually like after like three years of pest- pestering me, I ended up going up and training with them, with himself, Jack Maguire and John Mitchell. And I hear that you were very successful in kickboxing. If I might, you uh, silver and bronze medals in the world championships and uh, at, at the world and Europeans as well. I've had multiple medals. I've had hundreds of kickboxing fights. And kind of towards the end of my kickboxing career, I kind of went from like continuous into like K1. So it kind of complemented the MMA a bit more. And when did you like kind of notice that you were kind of good, I suppose, at MMA and realize that you could go pro? Like, um, I guess like when I was up in MMA court, like, don't get me wrong, it was like so disheartening starting jujitsu because you're after going from being really, really good in one martial art to being like an absolute newbie in another one, getting submitted by people like half your size or like half your age and it's like so it's it's a bit humbling so um I think I realized I was good though because of like just my height and like my um body type I took to wrestling quite well so um the lads had me I wasn't allowed to do any striking training with them for the first six months I was literally just doing jujitsu and um I was very like anti-grappling at the start it was all defense and everything but um I think what made me realize that I was really good was when I did my amateur MMA debut, I ended up getting um, a guillotine submission in my first amateur fight. So I was kind of like, okay, like, I think, I think I can do this. I think I can manage. And um, like that, like the girl was from Norway and I just loved it. So I was like, look, why not like um, take a chance and, and go pro. And like, I think moving to Dublin and training with um, John and SBG and like the girls up there, like and seeing where I was compared to them and their level, like really kind of gave me the confidence then, you know, to to know I could make it a pro at the, in in the professional ranks. And where did your love of combat sports like come from? Um, I don't know. Like I was doing a lot of different sports growing up. Like I was doing cross country running. I was playing tag rugby, basketball. Um, GA and all of that like and I was kind of like you know I wasn't amazing at any of them like I was good like quite average but like I think when I started um, kickboxing it was just so different and like my attention span was never great in school and like doing other things like whereas like with the the kickboxing like I, I really stuck at it Um, I kind of just fell in love with it like um, I can't really put my finger on exactly what it was but it was just the only thing I've actually been able to like direct all of my attention to and focus on. And how has it been like training since you moved up the level? 
Oh, it's been great. Like literally, um, it's like a home away from home, the gym, like, you know, and I have such great training partners and really good friends in the gym. Um, my coaches are great. And like, you know, so I've been, I've been in Dublin now five years training. And I think like, I've just gone up levels and levels, like, you know, every training camp every year, like I'm seeing improvements and um, yeah, I'm just surrounded by really, really good people, you know, so, and who want to see me succeed and do well and, it's just that kind of environment where like, you know, you people like getting prepared for um, fights like all the time and you're kind of like, you know, everyone's supporting each other. So yeah, I just think um, it was the best decision I could have made was moving up here. Yeah, there seems to be like, I'm a big fan of MMA, uh, in case you didn't know. Um, I, I noticed, yeah. Uh, and like I see um, on Instagram and stuff like that, just, the balls up on SPG, like it seems to be like you're all supporting each other, you're all helping each other for fights all the time. It just seems to be a really positive training environment. Yeah, no, it really is. And like even now, like over Christmas, like you know, some of us like I won't be fighting till next March, so I'm taking it easy. But like a lot of the guys are getting ready for Bellator in February, so like they're in the gym. So like even though I'm like you know taking it easy, like there's there's people fighting in January as well. So like you know, everyone helps everyone, like, kind of get prepared, like, even, even though, like, you know, you know, I'm not, like, I've, I've a while to wait before my next fight, but, you know, I'm going to be there for my teammates, and, and like that, like, there is such a good buzz around, like, you know, why, where, where else will I be if not in the gym training, you know? Yeah, and how has it been now since you signed with Combate Global? Um, oh, it's been great, like, because I've been, like, quite inactive um, before that, like, obviously with and um, COVID and everything that happened and I just I couldn't get matched up in Europe and even like um yeah so I signed with Combate February of this year and then they weren't able to get me a match even with them until May and then my first initial fight with them fell through because my opponent got injured a week before and then um so got rescheduled till June but then since June I literally I've had three fights in the last six months so it, it really just, um, it kind of, from there, like I've been very active and I think from March of next year, like you can probably see more of the same, you know, if I can get three, four fights in again next year, I'd be very, very happy. Like you're three and two as a professional, if I'm right. Yeah. Um, what would be the goal now for next year? Just get as many fights as you can or? Yes, as many fights as I can. And like that, um, my next fight, I kind of have an idea of who it's going to be against. So it'll be like an interesting fight. It'll be a fun one. And then like the plan would be to um, whoever has the, the title, whether it's Maritza, who I, I just fought, or um, whoever she's fighting for the title next. Um, you know, that's that's the aim, you know, next year, have that combate title around my, my waist. Like my last outing on combate didn't go... As planned, I was a bit uh, unlucky and my opponent, in fairness, was, um, you know, she really just capitalised on it. So, um, yeah, like I, I could see myself, you know, fighting Mertz again next year and like that, you know, there's, there's probably someone else in there before that. Um, I can't really speculate too much, but I, I do have an idea of who it's going to be. Um, can you give us any spoilers as to who it is or is it too early? 
I suppose, look, I suppose it doesn't matter all that much. I'd love to fight. There's um, Lucera Costa. She's coming off a win. And like, you know, there's a big hype around her. Like she's a big following on Instagram. Um, so yeah, like I'd love to kind of like derail that hype train a bit. Um, put on a like you know an exciting fight a great performance and um, yeah so like hopefully her in March you know even if it's on the same card I know their plan is to have Maritza fight for the title um, in March or April so like you know put us on the same card you know two flyweight fights and you know it'll just line up then um, the next the next title after that um who like who is your like inspiration I suppose in MMA my inspiration in MMA I suppose like you know I can't really just like pick like there's there's no fighter actually do you know who um really like you know um like I've kind of looked up to now in the in the last while is um Kayla Harrison like like she went unbeaten for so long and then you know on like one of the biggest world stages you know, took a loss there recently. And just with the way she kind of presented herself and with the way she kind of like held herself afterwards, you know, um, just like acknowledging like how much of a, how hard it is to lose. And it's like, I can only imagine on a stage like that, you know, um, and to lose a title, like, you know, for a title for a million dollars like that. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I look up to her and like to be honest I look up to like you know the the girls I train with like you know day in day out because like we're all going through our own stuff and um I think you know with the way like we support each other like how, how could you not um look up to them and see what they're doing you know the likes of Sinead Kavanagh even her last um when she fought Leah McCourt on one leg like and, and how she did it and like getting that win like that's that's who I like I uh, was in the crowd watching that like it was unbelievable like you know just so to see like even to see that like within you know and like on such a massive stage like massive um headline fight in the in the three arena like that was yeah I, like Sinead like she's a, she's an absolute champ yeah that, that was a class fight I was there with oh my god yeah that yeah. was absolutely amazing it was um, cool yeah well just going to that fight there like uh, at one stage, um, Sinead got Leah in a Kimura, I think. I know, yeah, I thought she was going to finish it as well. Like, and, I, um, and, I, and I was like, how in the name of God did she get out of that? I know, especially I think Leah was, was she a black belt at the time or has she gotten it since? But like, mm-hmm. you know, it just showed like Sinead's level, like, you know, on one leg to be able to do that to a jiu-jitsu world champion and a, like a, a black belt like it was it was cool it was class um and will you be going to the next Bellator or will you be preparing for your own fight yeah I'll definitely I'll definitely go to support the guys yeah 100% I just think it's such a you know after seeing all the hard work in the gym that the guys do you know leading up to it like and all year it'll be it's just a great night it's um there's a great buzz and yeah I'll 100% be there and just, um, I know uh, one of your recent fights there, as you said, got cancelled. Like, that must be very mentally tough. Like, a training camp is seven or eight weeks long, um, and you're training as hard as you can go. Like, um, and then, just like that, your fight gets pulled. Like, that must be yeah. very, very mentally hard. Like, 
Yeah, it was hard because I'd been out of like, you know, the cage for 12 months. And it happened literally the night before I was supposed to fly out to Miami. So like it was tough, but like, you know, I, I think my manager was just so adamant that they were going to find someone so soon. And like, I think I was literally only waiting, I think three weeks then. So like, I, and then, and then I was out fighting, you know, so it's just like, you know, a bit of patience and just, um, you know, it was, it was tough because like, you know, you think you're near the end of camp, but then you're kind of adding on an extra couple of weeks. But um, do you know what? I enjoy, I love training. I enjoy the process. And um, I think just, you know, it's, you know, a bit, it's only a matter of time before like, you know, the success and everything comes with the amount of work I put in. So I was just like telling myself that, you know, as in, look, it's just another couple of weeks. And then like that, you know, when I did get my first fight out there, it was literally, I think, um, eight weeks again and I was out fighting so like you know it's you know it's funny how things can change in just like a matter of a couple of months matter of a couple of weeks and what's it like fighting on like such a big promotion like this early in your career um, it's mad because like it is a big promotion but like there's no crowd it's for TV so like you're in a TV studio fighting with like they have some uh, like they have a, a small group of people there like um, kind of like VIP guests and stuff but um, it, it is cool and you know it's kind of the, the attention you get from different parts of the world then like even people messaging me on it it's kind of bizarre but like I love it and Combate are a great promotion to work for like any issues we've had like I don't know did you see but my second last fight um, there was like an issue with my opponent's medical so they actually had to like they didn't have to, but they kept us in Miami an extra week and pushed the fight back till the show like that they had the next week because they, they're on TV from March to November every Friday. So it's three shows a month and they pre-tape some fights. But um, so they kept us out for the extra week and like looked after us so, so well and like paid us our, our money for the first week and then paid us again. So like they're a really, really good promotion. Like they're very professional um so yeah like I feel very lucky to be honest to have gotten this opportunity after like struggling in to get matched up in Ireland for so long and then like you know my pro debut like I'd take a really like risky fight out in like Montreal in Canada like so random so like on a boxing show so it's just funny to see where I started to where I am now so like yeah I'm just very happy like yeah I saw that actually that the uh like a fall and you stay out there the next week what, what was that week like for you um so because so the fight was initially supposed to be at 125 so my usual fighting weight but it was um she couldn't make the weight the first week so it was a catch weight and then when it was a catch weight against the next week like it was kind of it was it was kind of nice because it was a bit more relaxed all the hard work had been done so it was just a matter of kind of staying ticking over and um, one of the guys from the gym at Ryan Kyo, um, really good amateur fighter. He just won like the cage legacy belt over the weekend, but he was able, like he was out with me, but it worked out so well because he was more than happy to stay the extra week. So like, we just went to the beach. We went to the beach. We went out to like a cool, like MMA masters, um, the gym out there in Miami. We came to them for a day. Um, so it was kind of nice. We got to see a bit more of the city. It was a bit more relaxing. And then like, to come home with the win was um, even better again. 
Yeah, um, just, I don't know if you've heard in the last couple of days, um, Invicta are planning a very big uh, Irish domestic women's fight. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, Danny, I've seen I've seen bits on, on Instagram yeah, yeah. Danny, yeah. Danny McCormack against Sean O'Bannon uh, yes I've seen that yeah yeah, yeah. I know I know um, them both obviously Danny's like a friend and a teammate and um, I know Sean just from like kickboxing over the years but um, yeah like I, I I don't know is it um, it's it's uh, I think it's a, a cracker of a fight and I just see you know like Danny's experience and um her style like I just see her going in and, and taking the win there but it's like it's it's a really exciting one I think it's um like I you know it's 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 kind of interesting like they're flying two Irish girls like they're thinking of it like flying two Irish girls over to um to um like you know America for like I'm not sure how much sense it makes for the promotion but yeah, like I don't know either because like Danny like literally fought in a tournament, um, or not in the tournament as as a reserve for the tournament the Invicta, for the Invicta belt. So like I don't know, like Danny should probably be up for the the in, like for the title fight next, you know. Whereas like you know Shauna is like a newcomer, uh, starting off her career kind of like, you know. So yeah, like I don't know, does the a title fight against you know the newly crowned strawweight champion. I think that makes more sense for Invicta to make that fight. Yeah. Um, Shauna did an interview there with, um, what's his name, Andy Stevenson. And, and she she wants it in Dublin, if it's a possibility. In Dublin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know would Invicta come to Dublin. I'm not sure how realistic that is. But... Um, yeah, like, I, I just, yeah, I'm not sure. I just see, like, I don't know, when Danny won her last fight, I just thought the next thing for, for Danny would be the, the Invicta title, you know. I'm not even sure the name of the girl who won that tournament. Um, but, like, I, I, I think that's what makes sense, you know. Um, have Shauna fight, like, you know, one of the girls who fought in the tournament. I, I don't know. Like, it's, I'm not sure how much sense it makes for Invicta to bring their promotion over to Ireland just to entertain that fight, you know? Yeah, and MMA in Ireland is in a very good place, you could say. Like, there's oh, a, it is, yeah. There's, there's a lot, a lot of long time. But even like that, us talking about, you know, Shauna and Danny, like, just like the calibre there is in Ireland. So, like, like, it just goes to show, like, that, like, you know, and Victor are potentially in t- entertaining that like shows how big it is you know and the likes of um shauna danny and like katie Saul's another um invicta fighter uh like sinead me like all of us like you know like basically like the forefront of like women's mma in ireland and like you know we're fighting all over the world like it is a really exciting time yeah and uh there's another fighter there with combative global Nadine Abbott-Bissett, like, you've heard as well. Yeah, yeah, Nadine as well, yeah, yeah. She was unlucky in her, like, um, debut, but exactly, like, look what she did on the amateur scene. So um, it'll be exci- exciting to see her next fight. Um, and what would your, like, typical week of training look like, I suppose? 
Uh, my tri- typical week is like, you know, I do the, I train with the, the pro team Monday to Friday, and then I'd be adding in, you know, um, my, my pad work sessions, my strength and conditioning. So I train kind of like, you know, twice a day, um, kind of four days a week. And then uh, once the other um, two days, and then I, I have my, my usual Sunday rest, like, uh, like most people. Um, so yeah, busy enough, but like, you know, I, I mix it up. And, uh, you know, I like, um, I suppose it's probably 50-50 between like striking and like MMA grappling and jujitsu. Time for some quick fire questions. I don't want to keep it too long more. So, um, yeah, we're gonna I'm have... not sure how good I'll be at these now because uh, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, so um, who is your favorite coach? Can I say two? <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. John and Dave, obviously. <laughs> uh, I I knew you were gonna say the boss, like. Yeah. You, you kind of. I could to. not. You, you can't you can, not. Like, gonna, I also can't ignore. Like. Yeah, you kind of yeah. have to. Like, you're you're gonna get in trouble otherwise. Yeah, Sean, now my uh my strength and conditioning coach will be upset. You can't. That's yeah. a, that's a tough question. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Who, who is the uh, toughest training partner you have? An <laughs> You're eating like uh, slaps to the face as you're like grappling, like and a few shoulder shrugs. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't say anyone else. We we have a few questions here from the question box. Um, on. Uh, that I put up, I'm going to keep the name anonymous. I'm going to make a guess who the questions are from. Are they all people I obviously know? I'm going to say my mom is in there somewhere, like she's mortifying me on. No, no. (laughs) I'll I'll rule her out, but I won't say anymore. So, the first question favourite post-fight poolside meal? Oh yeah, uh, pizza, and that's definitely from Michelle. No, uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she's been there for like probably like all three of them. So like, yeah. Okay, so this will really give it away. Who's your favorite kiwi? Oh my god, <laughs> Michelle, of course. <laughs> she's my token kiwi. Oh, uh, what a babe! Come on. The last one is. All Blacks or the Irish? Oh, Ireland are number one at the moment. That's also from Michelle. She's yeah. like my super fan. Sure, That's also, yeah. yeah, Ireland, uh, Michelle, if you look at the rugby rankings, are number one in the world at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't spark that debate now. We'll leave that for another Yeah, time. we won't. We won't. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dee, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I had a lot of fun and I hope you enjoyed the chat and I did. I, Thank you so much, Mark, for having me on. I hope, to, I hope to see you in February. Yeah, at Belgium. Yes. yes, we'll have a drink afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave if you're allowed and I'll leave, allowed, yes. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I'll leave the last word to you if you want. Um yeah, I just like to like, you know, thanks for having me on and thank you you to um 
all my training partners in the gym, my coaches and to all my sponsors. Um, yeah, that's it. And happy Christmas to everyone. I know it's a few weeks early, but yeah. Enjoy your holidays. <laughs> happy Christmas to you and see you in February. See you in February. Take care, Mark. for coming on I really enjoyed the chat and I just want to wish her all the best in the rest of her MMA career and I'm looking forward to seeing her in Dublin at Bellator in February